Well, we're glad you're with us today. And if you're visiting, I want to welcome you. And we've been doing a series of earthquakes in the Bible. And uh, we're looking at today in the book of Acts. And there's this true story in there about Paul and Silas. And ask yourself this question, can anything good come from an earthquake? And uh, that's what we're going to look at today. Let's pray. Father, we're just so thankful, Lord, for City Church. I thank you, Jesus, that the Lord has been, has led us in worship today. Reminds us that we are so grateful and thankful that we have hope. Lord, use this time to minister to our hearts today through your word. And we'll be careful, so careful to give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, before we turn to the, uh, well, it's Acts 16. I have a little confession to make about last week. The, uh, so, you know, my thing about dogs and cats, right? If you're visiting here today, you know, love dogs and uh, cats. I, well, okay, they're an animal. All right. Anyway, so I used the illustration about, or somehow, how, you know, if you've ever seen, if you have a dog and dog, is not sure, doesn't know the answer, not sure what's going on, always kind of like he turns his head or she turns her head to you like, what are you doing? What are you saying? I, I, I don't understand that. So, and I said, you know, cats can't do that. And uh, so after the service, somebody came up to me <laughs> and said, now, I, I just want you to know why cats don't do that. And I said, why is that? She was they already have the answer. They already know the answer. <laughs> okay. All right. And while we're on that, you know, the other thing that gets me, um, might as well talk about this for a second. How do, you know, I see these church signs. It drives me crazy that they don't have Bible verses up there. It's a church. There's nothing more powerful than we know than the word of God. And, and, and so, buddy of mine was on his motorcycle, and he was in southern Ohio, and he, and he, and he uh, called me, he says, hey, Dow, he says, I know how you are with church signs. So, you remember this song, if you grew up in a, if you did, in a church or Southern Baptist church or another church called, there's, uh, it was called, there's nothing but uh, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb, remember that, Graham? <laughs> so... On the front of the church sign, it said, even mosquitoes know there's power in the blood. <laughs> oh. You know, that's really going to really gonna make somebody want to come to church, isn't it? I thought, what's wrong with people? I, I, uh, why is our society so off track today? You know why I believe in many ways? It's because the church has not taken the, 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 the leadership in what is wrong and what it, it is right and pointing to the light of what we know is Jesus. And so people are trying all times of, of alternative things. It's not working. We're seeing it's not working. Well, can anything good come out of an earthquake? Uh, we're going to look at that and see today in, in Acts chapter 16 
and I'm going to begin with verse 25. We'll look at a couple verses, and then we'll stop. Let's pray. Father, I just so thank you for Lord City Church once again and how that we're here to encourage people, Lord, believers in you. We've all gone through different things this week. May we see your light. May we experience your love. And Lord, uh, if someone doesn't know you as their Savior, may they accept you today. Lord, may the world see our light and have hope because of the Jesus that they see you in us. Lord, we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. A little background here. Paul and Silas were ministering, (coughs) discipling for the Lord and testifying for Jesus, not doing anything wrong. And they were beaten and and put in prison and uh, not like the prisons that we think today. It was more just a dungeon, if you will, and probably uh, all types of disease water running through and everything you can think of that was in the inner part of the prison. That's where Paul and Silas were thrown into in this prison, beaten, all because they were just telling people and giving people hope in Jesus. And here's the story of what takes place. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now, let me stop there just for a minute. Now, I don't know the last time that you've, you know, really experienced something such as they were. We really can't relate with that. But something that is very, very difficult that you've gone in life, it's, it's, it's hard to do that. There's immediate, well, there's something immediately that comes into us, and it's discouragement. Immediately discouragement comes in whenever you get the phone call or something happens in your life. There's no question because we live in this flesh. I want you to know today what's so important about what Ben has done already and led us in worship and and what it means to praise the Lord and what it means to to praise him and, and, and thank him for whatever is happening. Why? Because there's an example here. Paul and Silas give us the example. Even though they had just been beaten, even though they had done good, there was no reason for them to be where they were. What did they do? They still praised Jesus. I want you to know today. I want you to know. No matter what you're going through, as hard as it may be, the last thing that the devil wants you to do whether you're driving your car, whether it's singing a a worship song, or whether it's just thanking Jesus, that's the last thing the devil wants you to do because the Lord again and again and again gives us examples in the Bible that the way that you and I want to pull ourselves, if you will say it in that way, out of discouragement is to praise Jesus. It is to thank him. Lord, I know I don't understand this, but I know you've got a plan. Lord, I, I'm not sure what's going on and, and what has just happened, but Jesus, I know whatever happens, I know we're all going to be in heaven together. Lord, I'm not sure, but, but you've, got a, you've got a way that no matter how dark this is, you've got a light, and every day, even though I'm not out of this, you're going you're gonna to get me out of this. And so I want to thank you that I already know that you have the answer, and I'm just going to keep walking with you. And then you claim the scripture, and you praise him, and you keep doing that. That's our example. They were giving us an example. The way that they, they were beaten and thrown into prison 
for no reason at all except telling people about Jesus. What did they do? I'm sure their flesh at first thought, what? what? We don't deserve this. And then all of a sudden they realized, you know what? Jesus has got this. I don't know what it looks like. Do you thought, if you've read this or grew up in Sunday school knew the story, that, that they're going to get out? You know, we know the story. We can read it here. You know what? They didn't, they didn't know. They didn't know what was going to happen. They're just there and they think, well, I don't know, maybe tomorrow's our last day here on earth. I don't know what they're going to end up doing with us. We're here in the inner part of the prison. We've been beaten. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen. That's where they were. So it says they, they were praising Jesus. Verse 26, suddenly there was a great earthquake. I, I want you to know, you know, I tell people before, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you want to know how the Lord works in many ways in your life and you might be going through discouragement today, read the book of, of Mark. And every time you see the word suddenly or immediately, underline it. Because all through the book of Mark, it's immediately, 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 God did this. I want you to know whatever it is you're going through, it might be a period of time that you don't see anything changing. And all of a sudden, when it's God's time, everything changes. And it can happen. And that's the way that he does it. Just like that. He can change things overnight. I want you to know that no matter what your circumstance looks like today, suddenly what happened? It, it just says suddenly there was a great earthquake. Got to thinking, which I believe it, it, what this is saying right in that one passage. I believe the earthquake was just right there. It wasn't across town wasn't in the next city, it was just right there. I want you to know, can anything good come out of an earthquake? I want you to know there's a shaking that can take place so strong that it says what? Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, here's that word, and immediately all the doors were open. There was a shaking of the foundation of the prison. You know what the hardest thing is in our life is because every year we get older, we in this world think that we're in control. And because of that, uh, there's other people in control. And there's things in our society, in our world that we can't control. And when we're waiting on someone or we're, we, we're trying to figure out like whether what, what uh, is happening at the doctor's or at the hospital or, or about a job situation or you're not sure what's going to happen, it says that, that the foundations, listen to this, of the prison were shaken. Not Paul and Silas. The world was shaken. See, the Lord can touch any place or anyone that's not a believer, that's how powerful he is to do what? This is it's so amazing. To do what? To open doors. The earthquake right there was so powerful 
that all the doors of the prison, that means probably what it means, there was one main door into that prison. But there was one door and then another fence and then another door. So there were so many doors going back into the inner part of the prison. And the earthquake was so powerful, it shook the foundations of all the prison to where all the doors, all the doors were open. Do you know the Lord in your life and my life? He is so unbelievable. He never lets one minute detail undone. Not just, not just one door, but when you're in a place, you're not, you're wondering what is going to happen next. The, the, the God says that I want you to know what can, good can come out of this. Let me do what only I can do, meaning him. And when he does it, he can shake anything in the world of the foundations of the world without you and I having to do anything. You don't have to convince someone else. You don't have to touch somebody else. You don't have to talk anybody else into it. You don't have to have enough money to do it. God shakes the foundations of this world and every, every, listen to that, immediately every door in the prison was open. Every door for you and for me can be open in the most difficult circumstance if we're willing in the midst of it to praise him. Can we do that? I'm not here to tell you to figure it out. I'm not here to tell you how it's going to work out. And I'm not here to tell you that you're not discouraged, but you can be. I'm just here to tell you if you can... Get within your spirit and say, Lord, I praise you. I give you glory, and I know you've got this. All of a sudden, things in this world begin to shake, and the doors begin to open. All of them. So all the doors were open. And what happens to the keeper of the prison, the one who was in charge, the guard? Well, let's see what took place. And the keeper of the prison, awakened from sleep, and seeing the prison doors open and supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, knowing that he had to yell all the way down in the inner parts of the prison, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. And this is great. What did the guard do? Then he called for a light. You know, let me, if uh, Debbie will put up on the screen uh, for just a second, First uh, Peter chapter 3, I think it is, is, is the other verse. You know, the scripture tells us if we're always ready to give an answer for the hope that's within us. We live in a world today, there is so much darkness. You, me, or, or listen, he called for a light. We're the only light that so many people see. And it's sad, but sometimes you have to wait for this world to shake that person 
See, because it says always be ready to give an answer. Not to yell, not to scream, not to come down on somebody. The person knows that you know Jesus. And there's a light shining off of you. And more than ever, we hear it today, don't we? People need hope. It's your place of business, your relatives, your friend, people you go to school with. They need hope. So let's go back to the book of Acts. Verse 29, and he called for a light, ran in, fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him, to all who were in his house. Now look what took place. He took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. And now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and rejoiced having believed in God with all his household. You know, there's something in here that that's not in here and I wonder about. That the keeper of the jail was not concerned about his life anymore. See, if the prisoners were somewhere, his life was now accountable. But God's word tells us there that he took them to his house and he washed where they had been beaten and fed them. Isn't that amazing? You know, here's the thing. Here's what happens. God is in so much control that he touches people that are unbelievers and that they get shaken in this life and all the doors that you thought were closed in your life all become open. And one minute they're in prison beaten for the name of Jesus and the next minute they're being fed and being washed and cleansed from where they had been beaten. Immediately. See what the Lord wants to tell us today. Don't try and figure it out. You say, Dallas, I, you know, that person has done good and their family has done good. And why did, why did, is this happening to them? I don't, I don't know. But I know if they take it in the right way, if you take it in the right way, if we take it in the right way, that Jesus has got so much of a plan. There's nothing in this life that he can't shake and break down in every, every door, every door. There won't be one shut. Every door will be open for you and for me. What does he want us to do today? He wants us to take a deep breath and relax and praise him. I was reading in my devotion, it popped on my phone yesterday, and it, and it said, relax so you can see what the Lord has in store for you. Can we do that? We get so busy in our mind trying to figure it all out that all Jesus wants us to do is say, listen, I know you're in a bad place. And he's saying, I'm right there with you. I got it figured out. Praise my name to the place to where I know what I'm doing, meaning Jesus, and, and 
immediately when it becomes time because the Lord never teases us and never takes us to the place to where we cannot be encouraged. He's right there. And if we're willing to praise him, no matter what you're going through today, you never know in a split second, no matter how long something has happened in your life, that he is going to shake the foundations of this world right in your world and watch what he does. He does only what he can do. So let him do it. That's what I want you to know today. Because as we know that the good that can come out of an earthquake, that there is a shaking that takes place. And you know, there's some people you cannot get their attention until there is a shaking in their life. You have to wait. And there might be someone that you love dearly, but you got to wait. But when that happens, and it will, we can reach them for heaven. Because what are we living in today? I want to close with the verses that we usually begin with uh, in this series, but I'm going to close with it today. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 7. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes and earthquakes in various places. That's what Jesus told his disciples when they asked him, Lord, what's going to be the sign of the end of the times? And why more than ever, we can say that we're living in them. Already this year, there's been four mass shootings. Do you know, I'm going to share something with you you probably didn't even see in the news. Last week, there was a prison in Brazil that there was an outbreak and a riot within two gangs. Fifty-two prisoners were killed, killed each other. Fifty-two prisoners in Brazil. God says that at the end of time and rumors of wars and earthquakes in various places that he says, look at the days of Noah. That's a sign. And you go back and you read that and it says violence covered the earth, the days of Noah. Earthquake. That's where we're at today. Did you see last week that all the, some crazy reason that, that they had to shut uh, all the streets and everything down in, in, in Las Vegas? Did you see that? Because there was a takeover. There were so many grasshoppers that completely filled the air and all the strip, completely filled it. It's crazy. What's that about? And we, we, we can go on and on and on about the cold hardness of, of people. And, and then this, you know, uh, all these d- different things are popping up as I shared with you two weeks ago how that the, there are what's become popular, not just one place, but all over the, that the world is pushing these, these story times for kids where drag queens are, are, are reading story time for these kids at different cities in our, in our nation. Men dressed up as women reading stories to little kids between the ages of two and six. What are we living in? 
I don't know. But I know this. I know that we need to be aware. And I know that God's word makes us aware. And I know that the craziness that we're living in, we don't know what's going to happen next week. But we can be prepared. We can be prepared. And we can get others prepared. That's what I've done all these years. All I've done is trying to prepare people for eternity. I'll close with this. A good was at a house last night. A very good family of friends of mine that I've known since I was a kid. And um, went to the Hall of Fame game just a couple nights ago. And uh, Denny, Denny was driving. And uh, my age, pulled up to a light. He slumped over the steering wheel. And he was gone. I was with the family last night. He's in heaven right now, today, knowing Jesus is a Savior. We have no assurance in this life except the name of Jesus. It should change our perspective of everything that we do every day. We see it every time we turn the news on, every time. Something, what's happened? What's happened? What's happened? And we shake our head. What are we living in? I'm telling you that the Lord is coming back soon. And the only good that we can see out of the earthquakes that we see all over the world, it is a reminder that something is happening and what's happening, and we're getting closer we still live this life. We still have to do what we have to do. But I want you to know, if you praise Jesus through whatever you go through, is the more difficult this life gets, the Lord is going to bless you. He's going to bless your family. And no matter what else happens, we're going to be in heaven forever. May we be the light that we take when the foundation is shaken in others' lives, that when they call for the light, that we're there and we can show them this is who Jesus is. He'll do the same for you that he did for me. And they can pray and say, Jesus, forgive me. I ask you to come into my heart. I believe you shed your perfect blood across the Calvary for me. You are the son of God. Jesus, forgive me for all of my sins. From that day forward, their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and we will be with them forever. God tells us which the words that I will read in a few days at Denny's memorial notice and at his service that God will wipe away every last tear that we cry. There will be no more pain, no more sorrow, and no more suffering. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. As their heads are bowed today, you know, if your mind is racing from work, from your kids, from decisions you have to make, the Lord says, I want you to relax and praise his holy name. 
and he will shake whatever needs to be shaken and the doors will open immediately in your life whenever they need to open. As brothers and sisters here today in Christ, as believers, whatever you're facing, praise him today and know that he's, he's got this. And know that through Jesus that no matter what happens, the same as Paul and Silas, that uh, we're going to be in heaven forever. And in the meantime, he will equip you with everything that you need to get through this life. All you got to do is ask him. Father, we're thankful today, Jesus, that... Uh, we have hope, and that's you. You are light, your love, your comfort, your peace, and your joy. Whatever we go through, Father, we praise you today. Lord, we thank you that you have made a way. And as long as we live in this life, you'll open any door. We might think it takes a while, but Jesus, you will open it. Father, that we will be at peace. Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know you today as their Savior, may they realize there's no assurance of time in this life. And Lord, maybe there's been an earthquake in their life that's shaken them. Lord, if they're here today and they don't know you as their Savior, Ben leads us today. May they come forward and accept you, Jesus, into their heart. We will praise you. We will give you all the glory for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.